Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide provide information, insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have several callers on hold who've joined us this evening, and, uh, and so we'll get started with their calls. I also have some people who have submitted questions online, and we'll take those questions. I'll get a couple of those questions read as well as time permits. So let's go ahead and get started, and I believe our first caller is Kathy. Hi, Kathy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi there. How are you this evening? I am really good. Thank you. Terrific. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Well, good. How are things in Salt Lake City? Uh, They're okay. Thank you. Just okay? (laughs) Yeah, just okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, good. All right. Do you have a question for me? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I am really at odds with my life right now. I have no idea what direction I'm going in. My uh, relationships have not been working out. I did a divorce. That was really nasty. And, um... And I don't I have no idea where I'm going. I have no idea where it's where as as well as um relationship and health wise. Okay. So do you have a specific question? Yes. Where's where's the future for me? Where am I gonna do with relationship wise? So let's get more specific. Um first okay. of all, I have to tell you this just came to mind. When I was in my twenties and I was living in Los Angeles and dating a lot. I had a friend who was 20 years older than I. Her name was Marianne, and she was an Armenian um, descent person. Her, her, she was raised by her maternal grandmothers, and she didn't speak English till she went to first grade. And so she had like all these great, you know, Armenian gypsy sayings and stuff from the old country. And she used to say to me all the time, how do you expect God to fill your bucket with champagne when it's full of Kool-Aid? <laughs> Meaning, you got to empty your life of the Kool-Aid before champagne can come in. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I've always remembered that, and I've told that to countless friends and now kids of friends, especially daughters of friends who are dating. And, you know, so if you can remember that and remember, okay, I went through a nasty divorce, so the Kool-Aid is out of my life. Yeah, I did, yeah. And now there's room, there's room for champagne to come in. So just keep that in mind. I love that story. All right. So in particular, do you have somebody that you're interested in? Do you have somebody, you know, give me a specific question. Um, not 
not right at the moment. My friend has a, a, a person that she thinks I be, would be interested in, but I'm not sure it's going to work out because he's a little bit more um, out of my league. Okay. Meaning? Yeah. Meaning he's kind of like a drummer in a band, in a band and I'm kind of like just a flight attendant, so we're totally not quite compatible. Just a flight attendant. Listen to you. Okay. Uh, well... <laughs> So you've already decided that you don't want to meet him because you've already decided that you won't be compatible? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what are you looking for? Well, I went through a really nasty divorce, and um, I just don't think I'm all that. I just don't think I have what it takes to to attract a – I don't know. I'm just not all that. I'm just not not me. What does that mean? I don't know. I I'm, uh, I just talked to my ex-husband about a, a couple of hours ago, and um, I just think I'm a little bit, uh, I, I put myself in a little bit lower category with, than what everybody else is, I guess, and I just don't think I have the capabilities of um, attracting someone who's better than me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is low self-esteem. Yeah, definitely. I know I have that, and I don't know how I just – I was raised that way, that way. Both my girls have high, high self-esteem, but I have lower a lower self-esteem, and I just don't – I don't know. I, I just don't think I have what it takes to attract a really good guy. Okay. All right. First of all, I think it was Henry Ford said, you know, if, if you think that, that's what you're going to get. Oh, and that's oh, okay. Well, first thing is, we need to, first thing is, girl, we need to give you an attitude adjustment because, yeah. you know, goodness, if you were able to impart high self-esteem with your daughters, then yeah. that means you have the capability to do it with yourself. Okay, that's number one. Uh-huh. Number two, stop with the, I went through a really nasty divorce. That's over. That's Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid's out of your bucket now. So focus on what you want. If you if you stay focused on all the bad things that have happened and you know, la 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 la, you're going to attract more of that. And what happens is, if you focus and you think about what it is you want, Kathy, then the energy is going to be very directed. It's going to attract what you want. If you say, I want um, Brad Pitt. Blah, 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 you know, whatever goes with that. And you, at the same time, are going, oh, but I just went through a really nasty divorce and I don't think I have what it takes. What you're doing is you're wobbling the energy. See, the energy stays stagnant. It's not going to go anywhere. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to write down everything you can think of that would be in the most amazing, fabulous mate for you. I mean, total blue sky, total blue sky. Be be as creative and as imaginative as you can be. Write it all down on a piece of paper, sign it and date it. I want you to carry it in your purse and I want you to look at it once a day and then put it away and don't think anything else about it. Because if you stay focused on, oh, I'm so lonely, I don't have anybody in my life, well, that's what you're going to get more of. Okay, but by just looking at your list of, you know, wonderful attributes, 
What's going to happen is you're going to attract that and just believe that that person's coming and you're going to attract them. Okay. Okay. It's as easy as that, really. And as a flight attendant, let's face it, you meet a boatload of people, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. On planes, in airports, whatever. When you can can find joy in the littlest things, you've got, I've read that we have 17 seconds to negate negative thoughts. All right. So when you say, oh, I just don't have what it takes to attract somebody and I just have really low self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. You are vibrating at a really low level. Okay. When you come from a level of joy and happiness, you vibrate at a really high level, which is going to be attractive to others. You know, when you meet somebody, Kathy, and you think, oh, my God, this person is just a sourpuss before they even open their mouth. You can just feel it. I know you've met people like that. A Probably a lot of passengers on your plane. <laughs> you yeah. know, you just look at them and you think, oh, Lord, have mercy. I hope this person doesn't, you it's know. It's like that's the way I am. <laughs> okay. So here's how you get out of that. As soon as you have a negative thought, think of something that makes you smile, whether it's related or not. Like what is something that makes you smile? Right off the top of your head, what comes to your mind? If I say something that makes you smile, what is that? Um, my grandkids. Your grandkids. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. So let's say you run into a passenger who's just really, you know, really in a nasty mood and you don't want to deal with them. So they say whatever they're going to say that's obnoxious and you immediately yeah. think of your grandchildren. What that's going to do is that's going to raise your vibrational level, okay, to the level of joy and happiness. And that negativity can't penetrate that because it's at a different vibration. It's like trying to mix oil and water together. Right. Okay. Oh, that's funny. My ex-in-law used to say that about me and my ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a habit. We choose whether we're happy or whether we're, we're unhappy. It's, it's a choice that we make. And it's like exercising a muscle. All right. So practice it. You know, whenever you have a negative thought, girl, you got 15 to 17 seconds to think of something positive. If you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off and you want to just strangle them, you know, then look at the sky and think, oh, my God, what a beautiful day. Or look at those clouds. Or, you know, have you ever seen an imperfect cloud? It doesn't exist. Right. So. Think of, you know, look at flowers. You're in Salt Lake. You're surrounded by amazing beauty just in the topography there. I've yeah. been there. No. You know, look at, that, look at that mountain and think, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. I'm so fortunate to live here. Immediately that will get you out of that negative mindset. And you're going to start attracting positive things into your life. And what's going to happen is the more you practice doing that, the more it's going to become a habit. And when you feel negative emotions, it's going to feel so bad that you're going to automatically switch to something positive. Exactly. Okay. And by doing that, Kathy, you're going to attract a guy who's positive and has wonderful attributes. And 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 it's it's, it's going to raise your self-esteem by default. And how is Okay, and also, how's my health? What do you see as far as health? Let me, okay, I'm going to get you on my radar. And for, um, 
first-time listeners, what that means is I raise my vibrational level really high to the level of spirit. We're all spirits having a human experience in a, in a human body. And when our spirits are in our bodies, we vibrate at a little bit slower rate because our bodies have mass. You know, everything's made of energy, yes. right? So I raise my vibrational level really high. I'll send a laser beam that's going to connect between me here in Birmingham, Alabama, and you in Salt Lake, and I'm going to shoot energy from the top of from the bottom of your feet up through the top of your head. And then it's going to be almost like I'm looking at a TV screen in my head, and I can see things like what would be visually um, accessible on an MRI or a CT scan or an X-ray. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. You don't have to do anything. It just takes a second to do this. I turn it on and off at will. Um, okay, shoot energy. You're just depressed. You're depressed. I How am. old are you? I am. How old are you? Fifty-eight. Okay. Are you on bio? Are you on hormones? Uh, bioidentical hormones. Yes, you're on them. Yes, testosterone. Okay. Yeah. Testosterone only. Only yes. All right, you need estrogen. Thanks, hon. Okay. So talk to your doctor about getting you on estrogen. Do you still have all your parts? Yeah, uh, no, no. no. Yes. Okay, you need estrogen big time, girl. Thank you. Find a, um, go to A4M online or a4m.com, let me let me see, a4m.com, let me look at my thing here. Yeah, a4m.com. It's the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and okay. find a someone who specializes in bioidentical hormones in your area. If you're, whoever's giving you the testosterone doesn't have you on estrogen, I don't think they know what they're doing. I have that going too. Okay, okay. So find, find a different doctor. Go to a4m.com and look for an anti-aging medicine doctor who specializes in bioidentical hormones. I prefer personally a board-certified GYN because, you know, it affects your all your parts there. And I want yeah. somebody who's familiar with those parts to help me. Okay? So I hope that okay. helps. Well, I have one other question. I have a drummer who actually... Kathy, let me come back to you because I have several other callers. That's okay. That's fine. So let me come back to you. Or what you can do is go on my website, which is askjulieryan.com, and schedule a one-on-one. Okay. I I can do a comprehensive scan on you and answer the rest of your questions. That's great. I'll come back to you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much for calling. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Miss Rose, are you with us? I am here. Hi there. Good evening. Tell everybody where you're calling from. San Francisco Bay Area. San Francisco. Well, Mm -hmm. thanks so much for joining us. You called us last week, didn't you? Or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Terrific. Well, thanks for calling back in again. How may I help you? You got a question? Yes. So my question is around my career work life. Yeah. And so just to let you know, somebody recently suggested to me that I start my own business. Okay. So my question is, is the next best move for me to start my own business? And if it's yes, what type of business? Okay. Do you have anything in mind? Graphic design or something creative in that area? 
Are you a graphic designer now? No, but I used to be a web designer. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. Here's how we're going to do this, and you and I are going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And here's the best way. We all have intuitive abilities. My son, Jonathan, when he was little, he used to say, um, Mommy, ask the spirits and beyond. <laughs> so that's just kind of stuck with me over the mm. years. And so, Rose, we're going to ask the spirits and beyond for guidance for you. Okay? So here's how we do it. We're going to ask, and you'll ask in your head, and I'm going to ask um, verbally, is it in Rose's best interest to start a business, start her own business? And it's the first thing that comes in your head, Rose, is the answer. As fast or faster than you can snap your fingers um, is the answer. That's spiritual guidance. And we all have intuitive capabilities we're all we all have psychic intuitive capabilities and we all get and get guidance and this is how we do it so if you think about it for more than a second or two rows that's your brain answering you okay Mm -hmm. so a lot of times too the question when it's asked the answer sometimes comes through while the question is being asked before the question is even finished so I'm going to ask a question. You ask the same question in your head. You tell me what answer you get. I'm going to tell you what answer I get, and we'll practice. Okay? You game? I got it. Yeah. Okay. So is it in Rose's best interest to start her own business? What do you get? I get a yes. I get a yes as well. Okay. So let's So let's refine it down because spirits are very literal. Um, you know, you can ask a question one way and it makes sense to us. So, but it's not necessarily the same question being answered in the spirit world. So what I like to do is ask the same question and refine it down as much as possible and ask it a bunch of different ways. So let's say, um, is it in Rose's best interest to start a business in graphic design? What do you get on that? Uh, yeah. I got to know. Mm, okay. Let's refine it down some more. Is it in Rose's best interest to start a business as a web designer? What do you get? I get a yes, but I want to say I no. I get a yes on that, too. <laughs> and the yes came through before the question was out all the okay. way. Okay? Okay. So um, let's come up with some other ways that we can ask this question. How about is it in Rose? Do you have a job now, Rose? No, I don't. Okay. All right. I was going to ask, is it in Rose's best interest to, um, you know, keep the job she has? All right. How about, do you have the money to start a business on your own? Or are you thinking about bringing in partners? I would start it on my own. Okay. So you have the money to do that? I have some money, yes. Okay. So let's ask a question around that. Um, is it in Rose's best interest to use her own money to start this business? What do you get on that? I get a yes. I got a yes as well. Is it in Rose's best interest to get a line of credit to start this business? What do you get? Yes. I got a no. Mm. Okay. Is it in Rose's best interest to bring in partners in this business? What did you get on that? Yes. I got a no. Mm, interesting. Okay. Is it in Rose's best interest to start this business as a, on her own? 
let's see, how can we phrase that? I don't want to say sole proprietor because that's like a classification. Uh, is, this, is it in Rose's best interest to start this business as an S-corp? I got a yes on that. What you get on that? A yes. I got a yes on that too. Okay. And, I've, and I'm a serial entrepreneur and an inventor, so I've started nine companies from scratch. And the S-corp is the way you want to go because the LLCs, you have to pay self-employment tax. Check with your accountant mm-hmm. on this. But um, I've seen so many people get bitten with taxes. You want to do mm-hmm. a S-corp. Okay. okay. On that. Um, any, other, any other questions that you want to ask? See, look how good you're getting at this. The more you do this, Rose, on anything, seriously, the more you do this, the better you're going to get at it. Again, it's like a muscle. The more you work it, the better you get. And um, and so you can ask it about anything. Is it in my best interest to eat this piece of chocolate cake? You know, is it in my best interest to go to this party? Is it in Susie's best interest to fly to Hawaii on Monday? You can ask it about yourself. You can ask it about others. And again, it's always the first thing that comes into your head as fast as you can snap your fingers. Like if it takes more than a second or two for you to get an answer, then that's your brain thinking. And if you don't get an answer, rephrase the question. Okay. I got it. Okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. girl. Keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. I will. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling in tonight. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. All righty. Take care. Bye now. Okay. Great. All right. Let's take a question from somebody who submitted online. And what happens is people who can't join us on a call um, will submit a a question online and we'll get that answered. And... um, as time permits, and usually they're, they're really terrific. So here's one that I got, and it's from Susie, and Susie lives in Palmetto Bluffs, South Carolina. And she asked, hi, Julie, quick question if you have time. Last night, my little grandnephew, Warren, age four, had a horrific nightmare that lasted about 20 minutes. His grandmother, my sister, and I were babysitting him and his siblings. We tried to calm him down, and nothing seemed to work. When his parents arrived home, his mother told us Warren had recently started having nightmares. Just wondered if you're able to give us some clues as to what's happening to this sweet baby who screams in terror. Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Susie. Children are very intuitive and can sense and communicate with spirits. As a matter of fact, we all are born with these innate intuitive abilities that usually lessen as we get indoctrinated with our scientific-based linear thinking culture through our education system. And I was just muting somebody who just called in there. Okay. It's common for children at Warren's age to begin to be able to differentiate between physical and non-physical realities, and it can be frightening for them. Sometimes children have imaginary playmates who are actually very real little spirits undetectable to most adults. And sometimes while sleeping, when the barrier between realities is lessened, children see spirits in their bedrooms. This too can be frightening for the child who's just beginning to develop cognitive abilities. I believe this this is what's causing your grandnephew's nightmares. He's He's sensing spirits around him. 
In the short run, ask for help from the spirit world to create a boundary between this reality and the non-physical in order to help Warren not be afraid. Normally, a deceased great or great-great-grandmother, usually on the maternal side of the family, will immediately appear and create a golden bubble around the child. The bubble normally extends about five feet from the child's body and will totally encompass them and their little energy field. This will serve as a barrier or buffer, if you will, until the child gets more comfortable with his or her spiritual companions. Although the spirits around Warren may currently appear to him as a bunch of scary grown-up strangers, they are all pure love and positive energy there to advise and watch over him. Please contact me for a private session at AskJulieRyan.com if I may be of further assistance. This is something that I hear so often from parents with small children. My child is having a nightmare in the middle of the night and he's inconsolable and what is going on? Why is this happening? And invariably, when I scan the child, scan the child's bedroom, there are a bunch of spirits there. And the child is just starting to be able to sense the difference between the physical and the non-physical, and they're afraid by it. So all of us have this capability, as I mentioned, when we're born, and we get dumbed down, if you will, um, by our educational system and by well-meaning parents and grandparents who say, oh, honey, it's just your imagination. They really don't exist. Well, they really do exist, and the child can sense them. So the best thing to do, as I mentioned to Susie, is just ask for assistance. There'll be a bubble put around the child. The child will, will as they mature, they'll get more used to the spirits around them. And, um, and oftentimes what can happen too is I think if we encourage our children to talk about what they're seeing, it, it helps them get comfortable with their intuitive and their psychic abilities. My son, Jonathan, when he was a baby and I would rock him every night before he went to sleep and give him a bottle, one night when he was about a year old, he sat up and he was very verbal. The kid could talk in sentences before he could walk. And he pointed to the corner and he said, Mommy, what is that red ball? And I said, tell me about it. And he said, well, it's a red ball up there floating in the corner of his bedroom. Well, I don't know. I was psychic at that point. And he, I couldn't see what he was seeing, but I said, oh, honey, it's just energy. And he laid back down on my arms and drank his bottle and went to sleep. It was no big deal. So I think we want our children to develop those intuitive abilities where they can get guidance from the spirit world, which we all get, and be able to assess it and not be afraid by it. So if you have a child that's having nightmares, chances are good that's what's going on. That's how you can help them. Okay? So, all right. Let's go to another caller, and I believe our next caller is Heather. Hi, Heather. Are you with us? I am. Hi, Heather. Welcome. How are Thanks you? For joining us, great. How are you doing? Yeah. Good. Hang on. Good. Let me get rid of my son here. <laughs> Don't get rid of him. <laughs> okay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Hope you gave him something to play with or something to eat. I or... know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm um, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake again. Terrific. Yeah. Great. Do you have a question for me this evening? Yeah, I was just wondering, my husband, he has been, like, 
he is sick all the time with like stomach issues. Oh boy. And it's not like uh it's not like acid reflux, it's like pressure like under his ribs. Okay. And like his stomach will stick all could he could it be something other than acid reflux? Is he gonna survive on me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll check and see if he's dying. My guess is okay. probably not. What's your husband's name, Heather? It's Chris. Chris. Okay. And what did you say about his stomach? You kind of cut out there for a minute. It it will like it's like all of a sudden it'll just like feel like be, feel like all this pressure. Okay. And but it's not like gas or something. <laughs> okay. But so and then it, like at the top it'll like like just bulge out. Okay. And like he has to like sit up, and then it will so, go away eventually. But he's constantly. So it kind of. It kind of bloats on him or? Yeah. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you and then I'm Mm -hmm. going to ask his permission to scan him through you. Normally I'll get a yes, but I, I, it's an ethical thing with me, Heather. I, Uh first of all, turn, turn my abilities on and off at will. I don't walk around scanning people because I don't think it's ethical. I don't think it's any, and I don't think it's any of my business, and I don't really want to know, you know, about mm-hmm. everybody. So what I do is I'll ask him psychically if I can scan him. If he says yes, I will. If he says okay. no, then you need to talk to him and tell him to give me permission, and I'll do it another time. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. So let okay. me um, let me get you on my radar. So my laser beam's going from my body here in Birmingham, and it's going northwest up to you in Salt Lake. And, uh, okay, I've got you on my radar. Okay, and now there's a laser beam going from you to Chris. Okay, Chris, talking to your wife, Heather. Do I have permission? Okay, he's giving me a yes. All right, did you clear that ahead of time? <laughs> no. Oh, are okay. you kidding? No. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've lost your mind, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's full of... Um, Yeast, candida yeast. Okay. It's full, full, full. It looks like white powder that you see on a yeast roll. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all throughout his system. So oh. what happens with candida is it can become problematic when we have an overabundance of antibiotics or steroids mm-hmm. that we've taken. Has he been on antibiotics? Like a No. Round of antibiotics. Okay. The other thing that we're seeing a lot of in our um, in this current day and age is people who eat non-organic foods um, mm-hmm. oftentimes have an overabundance of candida because the food our food supply is sprayed with um, pesticides, and the pesticides kill bugs. So the pesticides uh- are antibiotics. Okay. And when we ingest foods that aren't organic, it it, we're ingesting a bunch of antibiotics. It's also in the milk supply big time. You know, okay. antibiotics are given to the dairy cows and the meat supply as well. So um, so we can see that happening as well. All right. So here are a few things that I recommend. First okay. of all, uh, Google Candida yeast okay. overgrowth. Do you have a pen by any chance? Yeah. Okay. Candida yeast, C-A-N-D-I-D-A. Number two, okay. go to Bulletproof Exec. So Bullet, B-U-L-L-E-T, Proof, P-R-O-O-F, Exec, okay. E-X-E-C.com. 
forward okay. slash diet, okay. download the food chart, and have him eat that. Okay. Another book for you to look into is Eat Fat, Get Thin by Dr. Mark Hyman, MD. And Dr. Hyman is head of functional medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. And a functional medicine doctor, Heather, what they do is they will reverse engineer a patient's symptoms and they'll treat the patient's system as a whole system, not like, okay, you have a sinus infection, so I'm going to give you antibiotics. They're going to figure out what's causing the symptoms and eradicate what the cause is, Okay. So um, he's treated a whole bunch of patients with yeast. I mean, thousands of patients. Another book that you want to check out is called Detoxification and Healing by Sidney Baker, B-A-K-E-R-M-D. And Dr. Baker, Heather, was a professor at um, Yale and Princeton's medical schools, and he is an expert on treating candida yeast overgrowth as well. Okay, so the other place that you can go to is functionalmedicine.org, just like it sounds, functionalmedicine.org, and that's the American Academy of Functional Medicine Physicians. So if you go in there and you type in your um, zip code, you can find a functional medicine doctor who can help him who's going to be in your area. I know that's a lot I just gave you. You still with me? Hello, hello. Did I lose you? Huh. Okay. Well, I guess I did. But basically, hopefully you'll hear this on the podcast. So functionalmedicine.org would be the place that I would start. Um, And most doctors don't know how to treat yeast overgrowth. They call it the missing diagnosis. So you want to have somebody who really knows what they're doing. So find a doctor in your area who um, can treat yeast overgrowth. All righty? Okay, terrific. I'm sorry we lost Heather on that call. Um, We do this show every Thursday night. We record it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. And uh, so, as I mentioned, we record the show on Thursday nights, and then it goes to editing, and it's available for download uh, on Saturdays. And you can download it on your smartphones, your tablets. Just hit the podcast icon and type in Ask Julie Ryan. You can subscribe to 
for the feed to the feed, and it will um, you'll be able to download it every week. And uh, also, when you want to submit a question online because you can't join us on a call, just go to AskJulieRyan.com and you'll see where you can submit a question, and your question might be chosen to be read uh, on the show. It's way more fun to call in, though, and you've got a way better chance of uh, getting your question answered if you call in and join us. The other thing is, while you're on the website, sign up for the newsletter, which we send out on Wednesdays, and it takes you about a minute to read it, but in the body of the, of the uh, email, it'll have all this call-in information in case you want to call in and ask a question. So uh, we'd love to have you join us. It's it's usually really fun when uh, people call in. So speaking of calling in, let's go to another caller. Hi, is this Mary? Yes, it is. Hi, Mary. How are you this Hi. evening? Good. How are you? Great. Thanks. Where are you calling from? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Terrific. How are things in Chicago? Very good. Weather's good. great. Good. Good time of year for weather. Right? You got to enjoy it while you can up there. That's right. I don't do snow, so I stay out of there in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so I was there a few years ago in a blizzard, and we were on, I don't even know what highway we were on. We were heading west out of the city, and I we were crawling at about 15 miles an hour. It took us three hours to get to Naperville. It was crazy. Yeah. So, That's normal, normal traffic around here. <laughs> I know it. I know. Well, do you have a question for me? Um, I do. Um, I had a question about my dog. Okay. Um, He's been having issues. Um, He had surgery on one of his legs a few years ago. Now he seems to be having issues on both. And I was wondering, does he need surgery on both, just one? Okay. Um, What's his name? Pepe. Pepe. Cute. (laughs) All right. Okay. Before I scan him, Mary... Let's do what we were talking about with Rose and, you know, practice you asking questions to the spirits and beyond and getting information. Okay? Okay. Did you hear that part? Were you with us during that? When I was saying, you know, ask, is it in your best interest or is it in whatever? So let's ask a question about Pepe. All right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to ask it out loud. You can help me refine it as we go through this. And um, let's see what kind of guidance we get. And then I'll scan him and see what I come up with. On that. Okay, you game? Okay. Okay, girl. So, is it in Peppy's best interest to have surgery on his legs? What do you get? Yes. Okay, I got a no. You got a no? Let's refine it down. Is it in Peppy's best interest to you finish the sentence? Something that's more precise of a question. Um, to, to fix one of his legs. Is it in Pepe's best interest to fix his right leg, left leg? Which his which leg? right leg. Is it, is it in Pepe's best interest to fix his right leg? What do you get on that? I get a no. I got a yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, like I'm telling you, it just takes lots of practice. So you know, the yeah. more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. But that's still really a pretty broad question. What does fix mean? Yeah. Right? Well, so is it, is it in Pepe's best interest to take him to the vet for him to, for his right leg to be examined, right? Right. And what do you get on that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got a yes on that too. Okay. Yeah. So 
will Pepe need surgery on his right leg? What do you get on that? Yes. I got to know. You got to know. I got to know. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. But do you see how it works, though? Yeah. You know, and again, you can ask it about anything. You know, is it in my mm-hmm. best interest to eat this piece of apple pie for dinner or to eat this whole apple pie for dinner? Can you tell dessert is my favorite food group? <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Let me. Which I'm going to connect to another question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to connect to you, Mary, and then I'm going to connect to Pepe, and see okay. what's going on. Yeah, his right leg's really inflamed. I think he's got arthritis in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's. Um, and what arthritis looks like to me, Mary, is you know on um, plumbing on pipes, like under a sink, when there's a little bit of a leak and it gets that white crunchy stuff on it. It kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that's called. I need to ask somebody, you know, what, what that's called. But it gets like this white crusty stuff around it where there's a little bit of a leak. It kind of sometimes will seal itself off with that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what arthritis looks like. And I have invented orthopedic surgery devices that are sold throughout the world. So I've spent decades in surgery on humans. Mm-hmm. And that's what arthritis looks like when they're scoping somebody's leg, you know, whatever, with their joint. Mm-hmm. When they're in there, it looks like that white crusty stuff that um, that forms on a pipe where it's got a leak and there's some corrosion stuff going on. That's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing in Pepe. Okay. Okay, because so, they had told me before it might be something, some sort of a tear. In, uh, like a mis- I think it's arthritis. Tear. Okay, okay. I, I think it's arthritis. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the tear. Um, okay. So what I'm doing is I'm applying anti-inflammatory energy to it to see if I can get a better link. It, where it's the worst is on his hip joint on the right side. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, I would take him into the vet and let them, you know, look him over and see what's going on. I'm not getting I'm not seeing a tear. Okay. Okay. I think it's That's arthritis. Great. And I know there's medication they can give him to help with that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, but he, he is in pain. Yeah. It's inflamed. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So hopefully getting it calmed down will help some. Right. Okay. 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 Terrific. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And I hope he feels better. Thank you. Okay. Practice okay. that. Is it in my best interest thing? Okay. I will. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to another question that was submitted online. And this one comes from Gloria in Duncanville, Alabama. And Gloria asks, Hi, Julie. There are demonic spirits in my body. How do I get them to leave? And I said, I thought, wow, that's an interesting question. So here's my response. Hi, Gloria. First of all, there aren't any demonic spirits in your or anyone else's body. Demonic spirits are a creation of cultures and religions over the centuries that have been used for controlling the masses. Demonic spirits are also a Hollywood creation intended for entertainment purposes. Think of the exorcist and Linda Blair and her head turning around. You know, they're... Hollywood does it in TV shows and movies to put bodies in seats and because people love to be scared at the movies. All right. I go back to saying all spirits are pure love and light. Now, 
having said all that, when I got you on my radar, I could see your body's very inflamed. When I got the inflammation calmed down with anti-inflammatory energy, I could see that you're full of toxic chemicals. Do you live near agricultural fields where herbicide and pesticides are sprayed? Or do you live in an area with heavy industry? Either way, you look like you do. When People live in, in out in rural agricultural areas, and the um, herbicides and pesticides are being sprayed on the crops. It can be really a toxic environment to live in, not only with the airborne toxins, but also it, it gets into the water supply, and uh, and so it can cause all kinds of problems. Um, so. Gloria is, I, I don't know what's going on where she lives, but she is in a toxic zone where she's living. So here's what I recommend. Search for a physician who's skilled in treating patients exposed to toxic chemicals. Go to the American Academy of Environmental Medicine website, which is aaemonline.com to find a physician in your area. Another option is to look for a functional medicine physician. Doctors trained in functional medicine treat the body as a system. They'll reverse engineer your symptoms and look for the cause instead of just treating a particular ailment. Go to functionalmedicine.org to find a physician in your area. Hope this information helps and hope you feel better very soon. Okay, so again... Toxic chemicals, it's in our food supply, it's in our water supply. Eat organic as much as you can. Eat grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught fish, because those toxic chemicals are in the grain that the animals eat, and then we eat the animals, and we've got all those chemicals in our bodies. And the pesticides are antibiotics, which is why we see such a huge problem with yeast, which is what I was talking to Heather about with her husband, Chris. So, okay, let's go to another caller here, and I believe this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa, are you with us? I sure am. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. Where are you calling from? I am in Ohio. Terrific. Well, good. Do you have a question for me? I do. And my question is a little different. It's not medically related tonight. So I okay. don't know if this will be something that you want to deal with, but let's try it. I've been trying to paraphrase it to myself with, is it in my best interest? But it doesn't seem to fit. So here goes. Okay. My husband is a small builder and he has built a house for speculation and it was finished in january of 2016 it is a lovely home and it is still for sale okay i just was wondering if you have any hits on why isn't it selling or when is it going to sell what's going on okay or what you can do to help it sell maybe yeah that would be great okay so again you know is it in my best interest? Let's let's refine the question down. What is in your husband's best interest? Let's see. How can we phrase this? Help me with this. Is is what can my husband do to facilitate the sale of his spec house? Is that fair to yeah. call it? Yeah, that's what we call it—a spec house. Okay. What do you get on that? Did you get anything right off the bat? 
I got to, I just feel like I'm smiling. Like, you know, everything's okay. I, I don't understand why it's not sold. So Okay, the first thing that came in for me, Lisa, was find a different realtor. Do you, do you have a realtor that you're using? Well, we let go the realtor in the end of June. So okay. now we are doing it ourselves. Okay, so... All right. So is it in your best interest to hire a realtor? What do you get on that? No. Okay, I got a yes. Did you? Okay. I did. Okay. Is it in your best interest to interview multiple realtors in the area? Got a yes. Is it yeah. in is it in Lisa's husband's what's your husband's name, Lisa? Bruce. Bruce. Okay. So is it in Lisa's husband, Bruce's best interest to sell his spec house himself? I'm getting a no before the question's even out. Oh, wow. Um, is, it in Le- is it in Bruce's best interest to pay the normal realty fee to sell his spec house? Is it in Bruce's best interest to pay the normal realty fee? I'm getting a no on that. So that tells me there's room for negotiation on that. Okay. Um, so let's go a different route. Is it in Lisa and Bruce's best interest to sell the spec house? And you're going to think I'm nuts, but I got a no on that. So let's figure out what that's all about. Yeah, because I got a no too. Okay, so is it in Lisa and Bruce's best interest to rent the spec house? I'm getting a yes before the question's even out. Okay. Is it possible, how about this, is it feasible that Lisa and Bruce can get enough rent on the spec house to pay the mortgage payments in the short run? Yes. Is it, in okay. Le- is it in Lisa and Bruce's best interest to wait and sell the house at a later date? I'm getting a yes. So is the market not great at the moment? What's up with that? What's going on? Well, it seems to be price ranges. These upper price range homes, because this is a much more expensive home, it's, it's close to $700,000, those don't seem to be moving as fast as if you're in the $200,000 price range, you know, it's sold the first day. Sure. So we, it's not that houses aren't selling in his price range, but they seem to be moving a lot slower. But that being said, this house has been for sale for a nine months. So I would right. have accepted a contract by now and it, because it's a gorgeous house. Okay. So is it in Lisa and Bruce's best interest to sign an agreement, a lease agreement with an option to buy and I, I'm getting a yes on that too. The other thing that I got a yes on while you were talking was you might be able to work out some kind of a corporate deal um, for executives perhaps to mm-hmm. live in it. Um, there, I think there's lots of other things, but I think at this moment in time, you're not supposed to sell it. And, and we can talk you know, at another time and really drill down on why why it's not in your best interest, but we've gotten that several times now. It's not in your best interest to sell it at this moment. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're probably needing to sell it financially, 
but there's a bigger picture. The reason why I like to ask, is it in my best interest, is that that encompasses all of the variables, Lisa. We can't see in our human capacity, we can't see what all the different scenarios are um, that can happen because so much of it is determined by our free will and the free will of others. Right. So if we ask, is it in my best interest or is it in Bruce's best interest or Pepe the dog's best interest on something, it encompasses all the variables and it can unfold in ways that we haven't been able to yet imagine. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that can open up different avenues for you. And um, again, you know, contact me, AskJulieRyan.com, go online and you'll see where you can book an appointment and we can drill down on this and get some specific guidance perhaps that can help you guys figure out what I to really do. I really appreciate that. Okay, definitely terrific. giving me some things to think about. Thank you very okay. much. You have you a bet. great Thanks evening. for calling. Sure. Have a good evening. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. You too. All right, we've got another caller here. I believe this is Trish. Hi, Trish, are you with us? Hey, yes, Trish from Hi Louisville. there. Thanks hey. for calling. Oh, please, my pleasure. So my question is, I have a, an eight-month-old grandson who, when he was born, uh, a week early, so not premature, totally, you know, seven, eight-pound baby, had a stint in the ICU for a week but for respiratory issues. But when he was in the unit, he, the, they established that he could possibly have a tethered spine. And I don't know if you know what that is, but I he had don't. a dimple on his sacral area. And apparently, in some instances, the, 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 the spine is kind of attached at the lower area. And as they grow, it can create pressure issues with mobility and sensation in their lower extremities. Hmm. So I want to know if it's in my grandbaby's best interest to have sedation in the next month and undergo an MRI to establish if he has this tethered spine. He's totally, other than that, other than this, dimple they saw and having a little rough start, uh, you know, developmentally on target, except that he's big. <laughs> is he moving around much? He, he is not crawling yet. He's sitting okay. up well, and he's, you know, he's socially, he's a, a sweet baby. He, you know, he's, he, you know, he wants to be places, and he's trying, you know, he's, He's on his belly and holding his chest up high, and I mean he's getting there. But I, you know, it just seems like a, it seems significant to sedate a baby. Yeah. For a test. Well, and if in, you say in, he's in, big, that may have something to do with his mobility too. Um, my yeah. son, my son didn't walk until he was a year and a half, and he was just fine, but. You know, yeah. he was big too. So, you know, they all they all mature at different areas. Let yeah. me about a few minutes, Trish. So let me get I'm gonna get you on my radar, I'm gonna hook into you and then I'm gonna hook in what's your baby's name? His name is Channing. Channing. And it's okay. weird, I've you know, I've never heard of this tethered spine and I never knew about this dimple on their sacral area that 
would um, be maybe indicative of that, you know, that finding to correlate with possibly a tethered spine. The yeah. reality is if anyone had a tethered spine, it'd be his older brother who can't, you know, who's always tripping and falling. He yeah. doesn't have any findings. So I, okay. you know. I, I'm getting a no on the tethered spine. His spine is a little inflamed at the moment. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. It's from the waist up. It's a little inflamed. Um, is he spending a lot of time on his back or what's going on with? No, with no, not. No, I mean, they, you know, they have babies sleep on their back all the time now. Uncommon yeah. to how I grew up. I mean, it's like right. you just put a baby on his back. So every baby's spending more time on his back, in my opinion, right. than I remember. But, no, but he's, he's sitting, sitting, he's up. sitting up. Yeah, sitting up or on his belly a lot, trying to figure out what's going on. So, no, not necessarily. Okay, I think he's, you know, he's fallen or he's not fallen, but some, something. If he, does he have siblings? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they were, they were playing with him or something, and something's happened. His little spine's a little inflamed. I'm, I'm getting that calmed down right now. Um, it looks just fine. No, he's fine. I think he's fine. Okay. I'm not well, I have a suspicion they're going to do this regardless. But I just, yeah. you know, you just hate for a little baby to yeah. go through anything. They don't have to. Well, yeah, see if I'm they the can grandma, postpone so. it a while. <laughs> <laughs> see if they can postpone it. And if he starts moving around and walking normally, then you don't have to have it. Yeah, I, I guess the issue as they get older, because they really can't complain of numbness or unusual sensations, and they like to catch it early before they have some neurological uh, impairment because yeah. it's been stressing the cord. Right. So, okay. yeah. Well, so again. I've never heard of it, but. You haven't either. We are out of time, Trish. So contact me privately and I can do a more extensive scan on him and see absolutely. what's going on. Okay. Absolutely. But he, I really think he's just fine. I think Thank he's just, you. I, yeah. I'll share that with his mama. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Have a good All evening. All right. Give him a hug. Thank you. Bye. Take All care. Right. Bye. 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 All right. Well, we are out of time. That went fast this evening and was so much fun. And thanks so much to all of our callers, and thanks for all of you for listening. Call me every Thursday night. We do this again, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, and uh, all the information is on AskJulieRyan.com. Schedule your one-on-one sessions with me, and I hope you all have just a terrific week and weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.